Blog Talk Radio. Get ready to pull your big girl panties up on The Big Girl Panty Show with your hosts, Michelle Big Body Catino and Stephanie Big Sexy Atkins. Good afternoon and happy Sunday, love. I'm your host, Michelle Big Body Catino, and I want to thank you for joining us on the My Big Girl Panty Show. To my co-host, Stephanie Big Sexy Atkins, I know that you're looking down on us and blessing us with peace, love, and joy on this Sunday morning. Sleep in peace and rest in peace, Big Sexy. I love you so much, always and forever. For those tuning in, I hope you continue to keep up with all that's going on in my big body world and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michelle Catino. Today, we're honored to have a mini-town house meeting, per se, <laughs> where we'll discuss some hot topics and get messy, petty, and extra <laughs> with my special guests, the handsome Jason M. Green and the beautiful Iris Brown. And unfortunately, Angelia Vernon mentioned had a last-minute schedule conflict, so she'll not, she won't be able to join us today. And I know that we are definitely going to miss her insight, but we'll keep up the momentum for you, we promise. <laughs> At any rate. My mission was to find guests who keep a finger on the pulse of all newsworthy events and who are unafraid and unfiltered when it comes to voicing their opinions, because you know that's exactly how I am, too. So, without further ado, <laughs> please help me welcome Jason and Iris to the My Big Girl Panty Show. Hey, love. Hey. Hello, Michelle. How we doing? How we doing? Doing great. How doing are you? Good. Good. I'm fine. I'm ready for this. <laughs> I am like, so excited. Like a little kid, like, yay. <laughs> so I am ready. I'm not sure I've ever heard now, Iris this excited. Trying to calm myself. You know what I told you guys what I'm trying not to do, so you know. <laughs> All right. We'll see what happens. I'm a, I'm a cow down. So <laughs> So as you all know, the show was postponed one week so we could all celebrate Mother's Day with the special women in our lives. And I just wanted to wish a happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And I just want to start off right now by being messy right off the bat. <laughs> because I really want to have this discussion on Mother's Day, but since we postponed, I'm still going to have it because you know how I do. I don't let nothing go. So <laughs> the beginning of time. Mothers have been able to celebrate their day and are glorified and appreciated for all they do. But on the flip side, we also have single mothers who have tried to take over Father's Day, some going as far as trying to ban Father's Day as a, as a recognized holiday. So <laughs> I'm going to ask Jason and Iris what's their thoughts of mothers who bash the father of their children, one, and then declare that Father's Day is their day since the fathers are absentee or, you know, whatever may have you. Which one do you want well, to take first, Iris, Jason? I, I'll go ahead. Mm-hmm. I think it's absolute, <laughs> it's absolute nonsense. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. Mother's Day is for mothers, and Father's Day is for fathers. Yep. You're not a man, so you're not a father. You're not a woman, so you're not mm-hmm. a mother. So let them have that day. And no, you're not doing both jobs. Okay, now you may be single, and there may not be a father in the house, a mother in the house, but you cannot be a father to your child. Plain and simple as that. Mm -hmm. And I hate to see it. It bothers me. But 
Know your role and know what you do. You're not the father. I don't care how you try to say that you are. Vice versa. You're not the you may Thank be a you. single dad taking care of your child your your children, but guess mm-hmm. what? You're not mom. You will never be able to play mm-hmm. that role. So I, uh, I think it's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Let the day be for what it is to appreciate your mother or appreciate your father. That's just plain and simple as that. And, you know, Jason. <laughs> there's not there's not a whole lot I can add to that. <laughs> but <laughs> The thing that I would add is we have to be really careful about who we choose to be the parent, the co-parent of mm-hmm. our child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes we choose we choose people who 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 can't parent, who aren't available, who who are not good parents. And then we want to get mad and bash because we're left in this situation. Both the, both exactly. parents had a part in the situation, and so mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I hate I hate that that is your reality. You know, if 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 it, if, it, if it wasn't for like say for example, you know, you lost your 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 co-parent in an automobile accident, for example, that's different than, than saying that you chose someone mm-hmm. who is not a good parent who's a deadbeat. Um, you need to take some responsibility mm-hmm. for that. I, you know, Definitely. I just think that I think we need to take responsibility for that. And, and like Iris said, we can't be the other parent. We can only be the best parent that we can be and pick up the, and try and pick up the slack where the other parent has not been there. Exactly. Definitely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, you have, we have to take a part uh, in what we've done to choose that person to be the parent, the other parent to our child, and mm-hmm. you know, to to bash them um, because they're not there. I mean, we're not we're not going. I'm not going to discount your situation. I'm not even going to discount right. single mother. But what I'm saying to of you course. is, don't bash. Just let it go. Just let the day stand for what it is. You know, we recognize uh-huh. that you're a single mother. We recognize that you're a single father. But that's not what the day is about. You know, let your bitterness go. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like what people need to realize is this day is for the children. It's not your day. Right, exactly. It's for mm-hmm. your children to recognize their parents. So right. if exactly. you try to discount the other parent, you're really making yourself look like an ass. I'm sorry to say it, but you are. Because exactly. whenever you bash the other parent to your children, your children often side with the parent that you're bashing because they're trying to figure out why are you saying these things about this person that I love, whether the person is absentee, whether that person is in their life, whether they give them two cents every three years, whether they give them $3,000 every week. It does not make a difference. That is still that child's parent. And children look at parents differently as than we look at our partners or our spouses or our significant others, and that's what people have to understand. So when it comes down to these holidays, baby, (laughs) Father's Day is for mothers, Father's Day is for fathers, and it's for your children to recognize what all you you do. Mm -hmm. You touched on a very good point because, you know, having, having not had both of my parents in my life, I know that regardless of what someone says about my mother or what someone says about my father, I always yearn mm-hmm. for that relationship. So, so mm-hmm. you know, you can, you, you can bash all you want. It, it's a reflection yes. of you. 
It is. Exactly. And honestly, yeah. it's no need I mean, to bash because you know what? You'll, you'll figure it out later. Like, kids are right. smart. Exactly. They're resilient. They get over stuff. But guess what? If he's an asshole or if she's an asshole, guess what? By the ten, time your child turns 13, 14, they'll realize they're the asshole. But let them they'll figure it out. Let them make, you yeah, right. make that, let them make that discovery. It's not for you to tell them. Certain things you are supposed right. to tell your kids and get them prepared for, but when it comes to who that other person is in their life, when it comes to their parent, let them find out for themselves and just be there to support them. Don't tell exactly. them about that person. It's for them to draw, you know, to draw their own conclusions. This is not like a teacher or a friend that you're like, oh, that friend is no good for you. This is their parent. Right. And regardless to what, exactly. this will be their parent for the rest of their life. Never put those ill feelings in a child's heart because I'm telling you right. it will backfire. And I co-sign with what everyone says. Children will figure it out. They'll, they'll, and in due time, yeah. you don't have to say anything. They will figure it out. And how they choose to mm-hmm. deal with their parent, that's the child's choice. And, then, and as, they, as they become an adult, that's the, that's the adult's choice, how they choose to deal with that parent. You know? right. I mean, I've had people Definitely. text me, happy, you know, Father's Day, happy Father's Day. I had to let them know, you know, I'm not my son's father. <laughs> <laughs> Plain and simple as that. Don't tag me on Facebook talking about happy father's No. Okay? Don't do it. Okay? <laughs> Y'all know me. Uh-uh, I'm not my son's father. Don't do it. Okay? We, know. We, know, we know you uh, let them know. I'm going to jump into our next topic So our second topic is that I was reading that recently New Mexico and Connecticut joined New Jersey California, Oregon, Illinois New York, Vermont And the District of Columbia By passing a law banning gay conversion therapy And gay conversion therapy is a practice designed to change a person's sexual orientation from any of the LGBTQ labels to heterosexual. So, Jason, I'm going to put this to you first. (laughs) How do you feel about, you know, gay conversion therapy and the need to pass a law to end a practice that's not only ridiculous, but extremely detrimental and inhumane to the young people it targets? I think, I think, I think you said it all right there. It, it's detrimental. Mm-hmm. It's in, it's inhumane, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I just I just don't see. I don't understand how people want to subject other people to something that they think <laughs> is going to change their sexuality and make them more comfortable to them. And yeah. I, 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 you know, it, it, to me it's just unethical. I just, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I will never um, side with that. And I will, you know, I just don't see how mm-hmm. people think that that's okay. And it, I agree. I, I don't understand it either. Um, and the fact that mm-hmm. they have to ban <laughs> a law to ban, yeah, I think it's, I think it's really it, it, it's disgusting to me. Leave people alone. Let people be who Definitely. they are. You know, I, I'm not getting that. I'm not getting get conversion therapy. I'm like, what? Who, who's actually doing this? And who's sending their children to this? I right. don't understand right. it. Oh, you know, and, and here's, here's another 
here's another mm-hmm. part that that I don't think people think about. You know, yes, uh-huh. they, you know, we're they're passing these laws, but we also we also need to look into our churches where they're doing these exorcisms <laughs> and casting out yeah. demons, homosexual demons. Oh gosh, you know, I think I think those are just as harmful, mm-hmm. per- particularly to our youth, to their self esteem, to, to their psyche. And I just mm-hmm. think we, we just need to, we just need to do better. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that's a key and word, which is harmful. Uh-huh. It is. That's a key. And you touched upon something with the church and homosexuality. You know, when growing up, especially in the African-American household, the church is the cornerstone of your life. You know, right. when we had, mm-hmm. like, um, our moms, maybe not nowadays because we have children younger having babies and, you know, they're not into the church and everything like that, but the old generation and my generation, definitely, I was brought up in the church. You know, right. my par- my grandparents were very much church goers. It was like a Sunday through Sunday we went to church. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it was you know it was very spiritual, and they knew what the church was. So if we had somebody in the family, which we did, we had a um, um, a family member that was gay, and everything in the church is saying that that's a sin. How are we supposed to look at this person? How is that person supposed to feel, you know, accepted in this church if who he is is not acceptable, you know, and right. it's like if the church is supposed to be the cornerstone, how can I go and praise something or understand something that's telling me that I'm no good and I'm bad, you know, right. we have to mm-hmm. worry about the, you know, what we're saying to people and what, what what message we're trying to bring to these people, especially young kids, when you're already vulnerable, when you're already awkward, when you're already mm-hmm. going through so much crap, right. and now to tell mm-hmm. me that I'm no good because of the person that I mm-hmm. choose to love. Right. And imagine, exactly. imagine, imagine hearing these messages your entire childhood, mm-hmm. and then taking that into your adulthood, yeah. and then at mm-hmm. some point, at some point, you become enlightened and you realize nothing is wrong with me, and you have to go back and try and reverse that either by yourself through it therapy, a minister. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's horrible. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's that's like why the suicide so rate damn, is so you know? is so high among gay people exactly. too, because of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's depression, <laughs> it's it's so much of the misunderstanding, it's all the alone feeling, you know. And to have to try to change that over, a lot of people can't afford that. Right, right, exactly. You know, yeah, that's because, true. Because that's because true. somebody because somebody else done fucked you up, and now you have, you have this expense or can't right. afford mm-hmm. this expense. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't mess with somebody's mind, making them think that they're not worthy, or you know, you know that you can do a lot of. Da- you know, I always now I don't like to use the word damage because I always think you know that God didn't put us on this earth to be damaged, but you and, to, and for us to be broken, that's 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 not what He does. Mm-hmm. But you can hurt somebody. You know that that causes hurt to your mind, your body, right. and your soul, thinking that you know so I, I'm not worthy to be loved. You know, right. Mm-hmm. That that does a lot to you. So that's hurtful. You know, and hurt can do a lot to you. You know, hurt people, as the saying goes. You yes. hurt, hurt people, hurt other people, and that is just so true. Yes. Yeah. You know. So. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand that that conversion therapy type crap. That's just crap. Yeah. Man. <laughs> and it's like I feel like if you're going to do a conversion therapy, do it on pedophiles. <laughs> You know, right. you do it on okay. murderers. Do it on people who are, are like you know these crazy nutcases that we have out here. These rapists and murderers and stuff like that. Don't do it on right. the innocent child who's already trying to figure right. out who they are. 
That's that's exactly. not the place exactly. to do this. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do it to somebody yeah, exactly. who's a grown ass man or a grown ass woman who's choosing to have sex with kids. That right. is what exactly. you need to do it for. Get them. Okay. Yeah. All that's right. who need it. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, that didn't piss me off. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it came to my attention again that there's this new trend called stealthing, and that's when the men remove their condoms during sex, and their partner doesn't know about it. And oh then, you know, yeah. I was reading how a lot of them that fell victim to the stealthing say that it's dangerous and damaging. So do you agree or disagree, or do you think it's no big deal? I, I, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's. It's. I think it's. It's, it's race. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. It, it, yeah. You know, you're you're removing someone's choice. You're exposing them to to STIs. Your mm-hmm. pregnancy. You just, you just. I just think it's 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 total mm-hmm. disrespect. Total right. disrespect. It is. Yeah, it is disrespectful. And as you say, you're you're, you're taking away my choice. And how dare you right. take away mm-hmm. my choice? That's one of my pet peeves. Don't take away my choice. Let me know and let me decide if I want to flow with it or not. If I want to go with it or not. You know. And I don't. But, you know, you. I don't want to. I don't want to call it. You know. I, I forgive me because I said I said I said rape in my anger, and I don't want to minimize rape, but it's borderline <laughs> sexual assault. Borderline, like you. Yeah, it's borderline. It is. Pretty much, it is. yes, it is. It's borderline. Yeah. It definitely is. You know, because if I'm sitting there getting in the group, you know, the thing is that, yeah, and people say like, okay, well, you didn't feel that they took it off. Honestly, when it's all going on and everything like that, you can't really tell the difference a lot of times, and especially it's when the they have these new condoms now. Yeah, they have these new condoms now that feel so real that even even when you know it's there, you don't, you know, you don't feel it. It just feels like the regular sensation of right, you know, exactly. skin to skin. So exactly. I mean, without, then, getting, then, without getting too technical, <laughs> you know, but I'm gonna get a little technical so here. Am, okay, he has you. ample uh-huh. opportunity to take it off because you're not already always in missionary position. Okay, thank you. Let's call it what it is. You know, we switch up a lot. If he's yeah, behind no, we do some me, different things. Right. If he's behind me, guess what? He can take it off, and I don't even know. Thank you. Yeah. Shoot, yeah. if he's on top and I'm in the middle of doing some things for myself, I don't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not watching him with the evil eye. I got my eyes right. closed, my eyes rolled back, something happening. I'm biting okay. the pillow. And you know, it's just right. things that's going on. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm right. And, and, I'm and, I, I, can you. Yeah. I can catch you if we in missionary position. But then again, I'm going to you doing it right I ain't going to catch you then. Okay? Right. <laughs> And I think, I think this all goes back. I think this all goes back to our original comment about, you know, uh-huh. you know, just like just like you're choosing, you're you're making sure you're choosing. So if you're going to go to bed with somebody, you want to make sure, you know, if you're if you're going to have mm-hmm. unsafe sex with that person, you want to make sure you're ready. That person you're comfortable with being possibly a parent to your child. Also, you want to make sure, you know, when you're when you're having sex with someone that you're perfectly comfortable with them sexually because, you know, people are yes. vicious, you know? Yeah. And see, mm-hmm. that takes all the fun out of 
It does. I just want to have sex with you. I don't want one night stand. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't even do that anymore, you know? Thank you. Too. It's like you have to be careful with every single thing you do now. Right. It's like, exactly. I don't know. Everything has become so technical because these days these young people are coming up with all kind of crazy stuff and all kind crazy of crazy stuff. mess. It's like, exactly. Can, can't we just keep it simple like we used to have? <laughs> right. We exactly. have to keep evolving. I mean, I, exactly. how much sex could you evolve to? I mean, let's just keep it simple, please. Anything. Right. Exactly. I mean, you just you can't even have sex anymore. Right. <laughs> no. You really can't. You no. know, I mean, you got to watch and see what you do. Every five minutes, you got to look and see if they took a mm-hmm. time You know? How are you going to enjoy that? that? Thank you. Right. But <laughs> well, then I'm Mm-mm. looking, too, you know, why are people our age doing that dumb shit? I mean. Right. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know? And when you know, so you know, you know what can happen from that. That's the craziest thing ever. Right. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. <clears throat> well, Jason and Iris. Honey, it's no surprise. <laughs> Trump's approval <laughs> rate has dropped to 36%. I'm a quote political.com, and the site said this. Trump's firing of the high-profile FBI director on the 110th day since the president took office marked another sudden turn for an administration that has fired its acting attorney general, national security advisor, and now it's FBI director, whom Trump had praised until weeks, had praised until recent weeks, and had even blew a kiss to during a January appearance. Trump had grown angry with the Russian investigation, particularly Comey, admitting in front of the Senate that the FBI was investigating his campaign, and that the FBI director wouldn't support his claims that President Barack Obama had tapped his phones in Trump Tower. Now, I know y'all seen the meme, and I love this one. It states, employees fired by Trump, Sally Yates, Preet Bharara, James Comey. Employees investigating Trump, Sally Yates, Preet Bharara, and James Comey. So my question to the both of you is, some have regarded Trump's actions as a grotesque abuse of power. How do you feel about the reasoning and timing behind these firings? Because you know that they have something on him. The man is complete mm-hmm. under trash. Let's call him what he is. So is his whole administration, mm-hmm. okay? We know that he's mm-hmm. a liar. I mean, we know that. Well, if you got common yeah. sense, you know it. If you have any sense, you know it. And it's getting hot, and he knows it's getting hot. So, of course, he's going to fire people, but it's obstruction of justice, and people are acting like yep. that's okay. Now, if President Obama, which has too much smarts and too much class, too much intelligence to even do any ignorant mess like that, if it was him, oh, they'd be crying, impeach him, impeach him. Hell, they wanted to impeach him because he was black. (laughs) Yep. Come on now. Mm -hmm. That's the bottom line. This man in here lying in his pockets, doing what he want to do right in front of our very eyes, but it's okay because he's a white man. Let's call it what it is. And I think Mm -hmm. it's really good. I think it's really strange that, you know, that he is going to – I don't even find it strange because, first of all, I'm, I'm really upset that he was even elected. And so exactly. here's the thing. Here's the thing. He ran a dirty campaign, so, he, so he'd be dirty in office. So, so I don't mm-hmm. expect anything less of him. The reality is 
and, and, and it's almost as if people aren't seeing this. Anytime someone is, gets close to exposing mm-hmm. something, they're gone. So, so what are you mm-hmm. trying to Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Obviously, obviously, obvious oh, there is something that you're hiding, and, and I think that exactly. you know now that there's this independent, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Independent special the council. Right. Special council that's investigating. Yeah. I, I think that we're finally going to get to a point where we see something. I just don't know if mm-hmm. it's, I mm-hmm. don't. I don't trust. I don't trust. I don't trust. I don't trust the government at this point, so I can't say that anything is going to to yeah. work out in our favor. Mm-hmm. That's what I. Say. But the I thing is that they that they the just show. appointed they just appointed Robert Mueller, and he was the former FBI director who served right. under President George W. Bush, and he served under Barack Obama, and he's liked by both the Democrats and the Republicans, and he's like no nonsense. So I think that if there's anything to be uncovered. I think he will uncover it, and he's not in fear of losing anything. You understand what I'm saying? Like, he has nothing mm-hmm. to stake right. here. So I think that if there's anything to be uncovered, he is definitely the right person to head that council and get it out there because I know we're going to find some things, that there's going to be some collusion and some, some other things. We're absolutely going to find some things. I'm just, my concern right. is, yeah. is, it going, is it going to be the complete truth? But you know, beyond the conclusion, why no? Mm-hmm. Why no one is looking at the fact that this man fired people who were investigating him? That is a special right. justice. <laughs> right. So I mean, beyond That's the, the biggest thing ever. Okay, yeah, we know something with Dan there, but right in front of our eyes, mm-hmm. he's doing what the hell he wants to do. And like you said, Jason, I'm yes, just utterly disgusted that this man is. He, I can't even call him what he is. Because he's just absolutely, I call him mm-hmm. 45, because that's what he is. I'm just absolutely disgusted yeah. that people voted for him and put him in office. I mean, everything that he did and said, nothing was a deal breaker for these people. Nothing. Right. No. White women out there voting for him at 53%. Yes, it's back in him. It is, you, it exactly. Is, <laughs> thank you. You didn't care that this man sat there and described sexual assault? You didn't care that this man no. talked about grabbing pussy? White women, no. what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay. Right. Everything. You know what, you know and you know, and I think that if, 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 if it came down to, it wasn't even a thing about, you know, it being white women or black women or whatever the case may be. I just think that it was really a, a point where they just didn't want to put a woman in charge. I think that's but what you it know, really came down to. I don't. Mm-hmm. No, I gotta disagree with you on that, Michelle. I you really think do. so? Yes, mm-hmm. because let me tell you this, 94, and I'm going to say it like this, and I don't care who I offend, but 94% of black women said, fuck that shit. He has no business being being president. We said that of we course. came out and did what we, did what we had to do. But these white women, yes, which they, they vote like their husbands vote, okay? Let's call a women. Mm-hmm. They vote like their husbands it's vote. It's true. Okay. And That's you know, true. and then, and I'm not gonna say sexism didn't have something to do with it because it right. did. Mm-hmm. You know, you as a woman, mm-hmm. how do you pull the? How do you vote for this trash? I need mean, you justify that, that right? But then again, yeah, I you do. can't I know. justify it. Mm-mm. And that I mean, like a lot of them voted because they figured that Trump is going to run the country how he runs his business, and it's going to be money, 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 and they're going to make all these extreme, you know. 
fortunes because he's in office, but at the end of the day, he knows nothing about politics. He knows nothing about history. He knows nothing. Nothing. All he knows is his business is his business only, but he's really ignorant, and it's it's embarrassment to have this man leading this country. And I can't even put the P word in front of him. I can't. I can say President Barack Obama as as mm, much as I want and, to and as proud as I want to, I could scream at President Barack Obama. I would even put a president in front of George W. Bush. I would put a president right. in front of a lot of other people, but I will never put the P word in front of Trump. I cannot. Exactly. I can't even exactly. stomach it to say it. Mm-mm. And, and Mm-mm. let's talk about let's talk about this whole <laughs> platform of Make America Great Again. If if, if that was. <laughs> What people who, if that's what, what people thought they were voting for, that tells me, that tell, is very yeah. clear to me where mm-hmm. they, they wanted this country to be. But and what they, thought, the and what they thought of Ruth me. Days. Yeah. Exactly. And then yep. let me tell you, and this Make America Great Again, that bullshit, first of all, President Obama mm-hmm. already did that. <clears throat> President Obama Thank you. brought the economy back. Yes, he did. Okay? President mm-hmm. Obama made. America in good standing across the whole country. Thank you. Okay? Okay. President Obama is loved everywhere. But in his own everywhere. country, by everybody. he's hated. Yes. Exactly. <clears throat> but he's hated in his own country yes. because guess what? That black man had the nerve to run for president and win twice. Yep. Okay? Interrupting the status yes. quo that only white males, no matter how mediocre they are, is supposed to be president. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Mhm. Mhm. And now here we got this trash in office because that's what he is. His whole Thank administration. <laughs> Pence ain't shit either. Pence and here's the bad it's part. Or here's the sad part about it. And that's the bad that's part. The man was getting Trump. Then then here goes Pence. Okay. Right. Then here goes Pence. But Pence knew what was going Thank on you. with Russia too. Please. And then if Pence, yep. then you got then you got Paul Ryan. He ain't shit. He dumb as hell. He got to act like he's some wonder <laughs> yes. boy. He dumb. Okay. Yeah. We don't have anything to choose from. Nothing. We don't. Nothing. We don't. Nothing. You know, and I'm so disgusted Nothing. with these Bernie Bros and these Sandinistas. They make me sick to my stomach. Okay. Because they yeah. they couldn't vote for Hillary Clinton if, if Bernie don't win. Then you know I'm not voting. Bernie Sanders, please. His mediocre ass. Mm. I'll never forget he wanted somebody to primary President <laughs> Obama in 2012. So I told you, okay? No. <laughs> Tell him why you no. mad, Iris. Tell him why you mad. Huh. So then if that made you mad, the... Iris, <laughs> girl, if that huh. made you mad, this should bring a smile to your face. Not, but let me tell you, Trump tweeted the other day this. <laughs> he said, <laughs> "This." This is the single greatest witch hunt of a politician in American history. I can't believe history. he said that. I can't believe he said that. The number one birther himself, who led the birther movement himself, <laughs> got the nerve. Okay. The and number and one it, 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 Yeah, was it was it a witch hunt when he kept on harassing Obama and telling him he's not a United States citizen? Exactly, because that's what he was up it, on his birthday. Okay. That's what I call the birther. Okay. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. It speaks people, to his, it speaks to his maturity. Right. It speaks mm-hmm. to his maturity because you you think about it. I have never in my lifetime seen a president <laughs> a president mm-hmm. on Twitter mm-hmm. attacking people the Thank way that, that, that right. forty five is. 
It's crazy. Who, who does that? Okay. Kim, you are, you're the you're, you're you know supposed to be so with, with, Thank you. You're supposed to be above all this. You know what's really pissing me off too? Exactly. The fact that <laughs> he feels like it's fake media because nobody's siding with him. And a lot right. of the media coverage that we used to have and a lot of the transparency that we used to have in politics, we no longer have that because he's keeping exactly. the media out of a lot of these meetings, and he's keeping the media out of a lot of these sessions, and he's keeping the media away from anything that may jeopardize or may, you know, show the real him, which is done in the press. But you know what? And I, I think that media, a lot of these closed-door meetings, some things mm-hmm. are happening that we don't know about. But you know what? The media is to blame, too, because they normalized his ass. It's they true. Yeah. Like his ass was going, and this was okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. We the President Obama for everything he did. Okay? President Obama yeah. didn't shoot gum. They writing a story on it. President Obama wore mm-hmm. a suit. They writing a story on it. President Obama didn't. President, the President Obama killed the fly, and they act like he's exactly. a mass murderer. Okay? But you got tra- that ignorant trash, which is Trump, out there talking about every racist, homophobic, mm-hmm. all of that, out loud, ran his campaign on it. But they act like that was normal. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, I have nothing for the media. Nothing. Mm-mm. No. But, you know, I'm going to be honest. I get angry every time. Y'all probably can tell. I get, I get angry no. every time I think about it. <laughs> I just, I just, oh, it's just so disgusting to me <laughs> You know And then people like to blame e- Economic That's right. anxiety That's bullshit That's mm-hmm. not economic Let me tell you No, it's racism Okay That hate mm-hmm. campaign That he that he ran on That got him elected Okay Right it So definitely I don't is. want to hear about economic, it definitely is. economic anxiety That's bullshit It's okay? so true And anybody saying it's, it Need to shut the hell up Okay Yes All right it's definitely it's definitely the racism racism that got him in the office because when he's talking that make America great again, I'm wondering like, well, when were, when were we great? When were we great? Exactly. What period are you trying to go back exactly. to to make it great again? So are you trying to go back to the slavery days? Are you trying to go back to the Holocaust days? What days are you trying to go back to that you feel like it was so great back then that it's not great now? We've come so far where we have gay right. marriage and we have equality for women and we, you know, are trying to fight and still go through hoops and everything like that to get even more equality because we're still not on the same level. But we're, we're no, breaking we're the not. ceiling. You know, we're not. but we are breaking a little, a couple of glass ceilings. And so what are you trying to do? Where are you trying to revert us back to to make America great again? What's not right. great about at America what, right at what now? Point, at what point in history are you referencing? Thank you. <laughs> they, they, that's what I mean. They're just so scared. They're so scared that they're going to become the minority, which they are, and they're so scared. Yeah, they're so right. Scared. That's that's exactly what it boils down <clears throat> to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have no patience. I have no patience. Mm-mm. You know, that's why. And I tell you, uh huh. I said no new white friends in 2017. <laughs> No, I can't. I so can't. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you huh. like this. What really touched my heart, though, is that I really found out. You know, like I do have a lot of white friends, and I love mm-hmm. them so much, and I love them dearly. Mm-hmm. And when this, when this 
man came to run for president, I really thought that the people that I chose to be in my life mm-hmm. in that way are really for me because they mm-hmm. felt the exact mm-hmm. same way that I felt. There and you I go, didn't Michelle. Have to voice my opinion. They did, there I did you not go. Even have to voice my opinion. They told me for themselves how they felt about mm-hmm. this man. And it wasn't exactly. even so much that, you know, it's, it's like a minority. It's like universal, the things that he has going there on. You because go. we all exactly. have, you know, parents with disabilities. We all have somebody gay in our family. We all have somebody mm-hmm. in the military in our family. We all have all of these things in common, you know, people that we need to have health care for, people that, you know, can't afford to do certain things and aren't, you know, won't. Uh, you know, silver fork in their mouth and everything like that, silver spoon, whatever it is, in their mouth. You know, we don't have this. So for right. these people in my life to come to me and tell me the same things that I was feeling, I felt mm-hmm. vindicated. But, I Michelle, like I but, 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 Michelle, but Michelle, uh-huh. we, 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 we can't talk about our our great white brothers and sisters without talking about those ones who, who reared their heads on our page oh, that, mm-hmm. that we thought that we thought that we thought were our friends who were blatant mm-hmm. yeah. Trump supporters. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Oh, and I and I'm very thankful <clears throat> that that our, that that mm-hmm. this happened because it showed me <laughs> who was for me and who yeah. was not. There you go. Definitely. There you go. Oh, it was an eye opener. Yeah, and let's not forget they really showed their asses in '08 when that black man became president. Don't yeah. let's not forget mm-hmm. that. But you know, my thing is, if you call yourself my friend, then you would never vote for nobody like Trash Forty Five anyway. You right. would never vote for somebody like that. And I'm gonna say this, and and I all and I always say this: if you can vote for somebody like that, we can't be friends in life. We we just can't That's because true. that is beyond right. political opinion. Okay, and then I get, you know, and, and, I, and I need to learn that, you know, to calm it down sometimes. But I get so angry when I see these people out here mm-hmm. continue to be friends with these people just because they went to high school with them or they went to college with them or they, or they worked with them. Continue to be friends with these yeah. people who thought it was okay to vote for a racist. No, that we no. cannot be friends, any type of friend. Right. No. You know, my dad mm-hmm. always taught me. He said, you know, he always taught me. He said, you cannot be friends with someone who is racist against you. You can't. Not at all. Trust me. I may not have cut people off because I can't only, yeah, only because of where I am. And in in business, you just can't cut every person off because I wouldn't have a job right now. But but what I have done is I've changed right. I've changed my behavior towards them. We ain't keep being no more. We're not sitting on the ground like like it's all cute because I know how you feel. Right. If we work together, of course, I'm gonna to have to work you on a work with you on a business level. But that's where it ends for me. Period. I, I that's know, right. There's no conversation we need to have. None. I don't want to dialogue. I don't want to have a dialogue with you about anything. Mm-hmm. You discuss me, and I'm, I'll probably end up cussing you out. So it's not gonna work out well mm-hmm. for you. Okay. <laughs> no. So Mm-mm. I'm gonna pull it back from 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 dump Trump for a second, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm talk about something else. So I was just thinking, you know, like when I was trying to figure out some hot topics, and I'm trying to think, like, what can we talk about? What can we talk about? And I started researching. And so these two reports this week really hit me, and I'm going to tell you why once I read them. So the first one was from the Los Angeles Times, and they shared this story yesterday, and I quote, it appeared to have all the ingredients for protest. 
hashtags and calls for justice on a 24-hour cable news channel. An unarmed black man lying on the ground was repeatedly tasered by a white police officer. Then he turned over and was put in what looked like a chokehold. He lost consciousness. After being rushed to the hospital, he was pronounced dead. There was video. There were witnesses. There has been plenty of local media coverage. But unlike any other case, the death of Tashi Brown on the Las Vegas Strip early Sunday morning at the hands of Officer Kenneth LaPera has barely made a blip nationally or on the local streets. Now, this happened last Sunday, the 14th. The second incident was reported by the Associated Press on Thursday, the 18th, where a jury on Wednesday acquitted a white Oklahoma police officer who said she fired out of fear last year when she killed an unarmed black man with his hands held above his head. The family of Terrence Crutcher burst into tears and expressed outrage after jurors found Tulsa officer Betty Jo Shelby not guilty of first-degree manslaughter on, in the September 16th shooting. About 100 demonstrators later gathered outside the courthouse and some briefly blocked the main street. But my question to you two is, do you think the Black Lives Matter movement has lost steam since Obama has vacated the White House? Like, why is these deaths not being publicized as much as they were when he was in office? Where's the outrage now? Exactly. So, so listen, <laughs> I, I'm already angry right now because I watched Fruitvale Station last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Watch, okay. <laughs> I couldn't watch so, it either. Mm-hmm. I, do I think it's lost momentum? No. Do I think mm-hmm. that... I, do I think that so many other causes have taking taken the taken the momentum a bit? Yes, particularly mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I think about the, the phrase "all lives matter." It minimizes mm-hmm. the whole. It minimizes the whole platform. Mm-hmm. Yes, and mm-hmm. so I I think until the focus is again on our black people, our black men and women being killed senselessly mm-hmm. on the streets. I, I think that we're always gonna feel like it's been it's been minimized. Because I think that people are it's almost like our lives are not valued. And as a black yes. man, I'm I'm just like, God, this could this could happen to me on any given day. I go through the hood every mm-hmm. day to mm-hmm. get to work. And I'm just like, yep. It 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 could be a traffic stop. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And it's sad that I have to think that way because I don't think our white brothers and sisters go to work feeling that way. They don't. They don't. No. That's a simple way to put. It. They don't. You know. No. Um. And, and that's just plain as simple as that. There, there's no way. They, they, Not they at all, and you know it's it, it's definitely scary for us uh, parents of black men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I have mm-hmm. two sons. I have another, you know, two nephews who are like my son. I have a plethora of men in my life. Like as when it comes to children, I have about ten children that you know only two are mine, but the rest they're, they're my children. Those are my sons. Right. And I have mm-hmm. to worry about them going out there every single day in something that they find 
like a hoodie with Trayvon Martin. My sons wear hoodies every single day. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? Right. It's a comfortable right. garment. It keeps them warm, and it's it's sensible clothing, you know? So now I have to worry because my son had on a hoodie that he's out there and somebody's going to shoot him or kill him. You know, it, it's, right. Right. it's a scary state of affairs for us black and mothers and fathers, you know, to send right. our children out here. And not every child is a knucklehead. Not just because he has on Timberlands and a leather jacket or if he has on a hoodie and some name brand Jordans or something like that, that he's a hood. It's right. a right. garment that they have on their back. And we were talking about, you know, we were talking about conversion therapy and, and the effect that, that, that it has on the psyche of our youth. Imagine, imagine mm-hmm. the, the okay, you look at the number, the statistics, and the number of black people that have been shot down, and these kids are now, like, afraid, and they're internalizing that. Mm-hmm. And yes. That, that, that is a horrible weight. Right, A exactly. horrible weight for, the, for them to bear True. that you, you can be shot down, murdered, simply for being black or being in what mm-hmm. they deem the wrong place at the wrong time. Or, mm-hmm. or if they felt threatened. All they have to do is right. say they felt threatened. That's all right. they have to do. And they're just, re- oh, threatened by what? So you just threatened because of my black skin? Because that's exactly what you're saying. That's exactly what they are saying. You have no other reason to feel th- threatened, but because we are criminalized and demonized, they can get away with saying, I felt threatened. And it's, and it's so, so weird do. because, you know, I've been out of college for <laughs> – over 20 years. But look, I remember, you know, you would think that things would get better. I remember being in college and being at the bus station, and I asked this lady for the time. She was so afraid mm-hmm. of me. She jumped. She jumped. She grabbed her purse. She pulled it close to her. And I'm just like, why are you so fearful of me? And and I think, mm-hmm. you know, I, you. I don't get it. And, and, that, and that same mindset persists today. And I and I I don't get it. I don't understand why people are so afraid of us. Because mm-hmm. we've been demonized, and as I said, we've been criminalized, and we, you know, we're just, we you know, we we have no, uh, what do you say? No, we. How can I put it? They just think that we are just animals. That's like we have no upper. And the thing that kills me. It's like I look at these people, I'm sorry, and I'm going to say Caucasians, and I'm not saying all of them, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to say Caucasians. Mm -hmm. I look at these Caucasians. Mm -hmm. When I walk into the office every morning, first thing out my mouth, good morning. Because I was taught and I was brought up that when you enter a room, you speak. Because you're the one entering and these people are already there. You did not wake up with them that morning. So mm-hmm. when you walk mm-hmm. into a room, it's a greeting to whomever you're walking into. Right. If you're mm-hmm. walking past someone and you did not wake up with them that night, then you open up your mouth and you speak, especially if it's in a social situation at your workplace. Right. I walk through that door in the morning. Every morning, it's a good morning. If I'm walking past people's desks and I didn't see them already that morning, it's a good morning. If I pick up the phone and the first thing I'm talking to them, even if it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon, it's good afternoon, you know, probably right. saying, can you do this, What you know, whatever the case may be. When it comes to the Caucasian people that I work with, I had to fix them. I had to get mm-hmm. them into a point where you have to understand you must greet me prior to talking to me about anything or asking me anything. And I don't right, know if it's exactly. just an upbringing thing or whatever the case may be, but a lot of people are not conditioned to know what it means to 
do just like certain basic, you know, basic skills that mm-hmm. we were taught. Like, so it, it's, I think, I think it, a lot of it, it is. I think like it is. I think it is an upbringing thing because you know the, the flip side. The flip side is they think we have no manners, but that, the the, mm-hmm. the but the mm-hmm. reality is that's what we were taught, if nothing else. Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree one hundred percent with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but you know, I, so, going back to what you said, Michelle, I, I've, I've experienced that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I used to work in a predominantly black agency. It was nothing for us to say good morning, how you doing, or you know, speak or something. You know, just to speak. You know, and then when I of went course. to a predominantly white agency, I'm like, these people don't like to speak. What the hell is wrong with you? I was like, what the hell is wrong with these people? Right. You know, I don't that, and I mean, you know, yeah, it, it just it, it it's just awkward to me, and I'm like, hmm, yeah, okay, I have to I have to learn y'all a day because <laughs> what exactly. you're not gonna do is walk up in here, look me in my face, and not open your damn mouth. That's what that's exactly. what you're not gonna do. You just like they talk no. about us, just like they talk about us. Yeah, they're corporate savages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank right, you. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so like, what, I had a couple more you? topics. What? what what we're probably going to do is run over a little bit. So, you know, I'm sorry, guests. The audio is going to cut off in a little bit, but we got two more tops that we got to discuss. So okay. <laughs> if you want to hear <laughs> the, other, the other topics, you know, once this broadcast is over, hit the archive and come on back and listen to the show in its entirety. Because I think, at, you know, when the point stops, the audio is going to stop and y'all can't hear us. So we're going to keep talking because I got two more things I really got to discuss with Iris and Jason. So... <laughs> <laughs> one thing, one more thing is this, because I even seen that Jason had posted on Facebook, and I had read it that morning. And I was like, Ugh. so on Friday, <laughs> news outlets reported that Aisha Taylor of the CBS The Talk has to pay two million dollars to her ex Jeff Stegens in their divorce. So the two must abide by the terms of a previously negotiated settlement agreement they signed in December, which states that Tyler must pay teachers $31,250 a month in spousal support for the next four years, which is $1.5 million in total. And she must also continue to pay for his annual $500,000 life insurance policy until the end of 2020. Now, uh, Iris J. Do you think partners should get these exorbitant monthly stipends when they get divorced? Listen. What? <laughs> Go ahead. Here's the, Here, here's the thing that I learned a while ago is that, you know, people, people, particularly people of color, <laughs> uh-huh. we, 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 don't, we forego prenups. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and we often of of the mindset that prenups are for people who are rich. Who that have is money. not the case, yeah. right? Prenups are designed <laughs> so that each party, in while they're in their right mind, can decide on how mm-hmm. they want to dissolve the marriage, and hopefully both partners can walk away whole. Right. Mm-hmm. So. So the fact that 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 we're now seeing these large sums, these large payouts, these large um, rulings in these cases mm-hmm. is going to become it, it, it's it's I don't want to say it's going to become the norm because it probably is just that we haven't been hearing about this. This has been going on forever. 
it's, yes, just, it's just now that we're, we're seeing it because there's such large sums of money. But people need to get their affairs in order. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aisha should have kno- known better. Well, yeah. Aisha, well, she, let me tell you this, Aisha, because she thought she was doing something special when she married the white man. So, honey. Yes, she did. Um, um, yeah, oh, well, you get what you get. Okay? That's all I got to say on that. But anyway. <laughs> 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 she, 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 she ain't opened her mouth about black men, running her mouth about mm-hmm. black men and running them down and thought she was doing something special because she married a white man. I probably would have been like, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't deserve her money, but at this point, I don't really care that she got to give it to him. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to talk about somebody I do care about. Mary, it's true, but Mary J. Blige, now that's my boo. Now, Mary that took me through a bunch of relationships. She done brought me back. Oh, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I was at the cut a nigga mode, you know, <laughs> he, was a, he was about to get it. You know, hit him with a frying pan, throw some hot grits. Like, she done brought me back from a lot of stuff. So I, I appreciate Mary. She, she's a part of my life. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like my therapist Mary. plenty like of times. You know, I, I love me some Mary. So, you know, just last Except month. she did that. Wasn't it Kentucky Fried Chicken and Burger King commercial she did? I had problems with her then. Oh. About the chicken. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was it was some hateration in the dancery when she did that one. <laughs> it was definitely some hateration when she did that one. <laughs> but you know, last month I remember reading that her her ex husband, well her strange husband Martin Kendu Isaac, spent more than four hundred thousand dollars or four hundred twenty thousand dollars, something it was, during their marriage on, on these travel charges or whatever and come to find out they was for his girlfriend and not for mm-hmm. them. And then on top of that, he wanted her to pay him a hundred and ten thousand dollars a month for spousal support. But it wasn't mm-hmm. even for him to, you know, be taken care of. It was for him to be able to take care of his kids that are not hers and his parents. Mm. Excuse me? <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to pay for kids that are not mine and your parents. How y'all feel? Now, How did, y'all feel? Now, did, now, did Mary have a prenup? I don't recall hearing that part of the story. I think she does have a prenup, but certain things weren't outlined. Oh, okay. With the prenup, right. because also you got to realize that he's not just her um, her husband. He was also her business manager. Mm-hmm. Right. He was. Yeah. So I, so mm-hmm. I, I think I think naturally theirs is going to be a little messier, only because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know one he's her husband, two he's her business manager, and there is a they they gained a lot during their marriage together financially. Yeah. Right. So you know I, I, I wish Mary the best. Ten thousand dollars for some sure that ain't mine. The little raggedy kids could go someplace else and right. <laughs> Okay, I'm mom and daddy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But she, but she might not have a choice. Mom and daddy. Mm-mm. It's true. She might not and have a choice. Look, look at Sherry Shepard. Yeah, true. But, but you know, he basically stole four hundred fifty thousand dollars from her, from Mary J. Blige, mm-hmm. because he mm. wasn't using the money for what he was saying he was using it for. Right. He was using so it for his that's, girlfriend. That's pretty much what he did. Yeah, he stole it. So she needs to mm-hmm. sue him for that. Okay. <laughs> Plain and Thank simple. You. Yeah, you that's know. four months right there. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh-uh. I ain't happy. Ah. No. Uh-uh. no. 
Oh, Bottom my line, God. If I had money for somebody to pre well, I mean, anything you said, like Jason said, it's a lot of things. It's just that you don't have to mm-hmm. be rich to, to sign a prenup. But I'm right. you're not getting my stuff. I'm sorry, you're just not. There's some things, like yeah. I said, you know, we can divide. But what I brought into mm-hmm. the marriage before, you're not getting it. Call me selfish, I don't care, but you're not getting it. Yeah. So and that's then it's the like, way I feel you know, about it. So, so, so where does it happen with the prenups? Because, like, is it that only what you brought into the marriage is this amount, and then anything after the marriage becomes yours? But what if he's a, a sous chef, and you know I'm this big time real estate agent, and he's making mm-hmm. fifteen thousand a year, and I'm making a hundred and fifty thousand a year? You know how mm-hmm. how all of he that, contribute? All of that, all of that, <laughs> you know. All of that is spelled out, you, and you have to agree on it. And here's the thing. Right. You remember, exactly. you, remember mm-hmm. you, guys, you guys watched Real Housewives of Atlanta. Remember when um, yeah. it was either Todd or Candy. He was like, I'm not getting married until this is settled. Yeah. Candy. And mm-hmm. I, think, I, think, I think that's the way we have to be. If you can't right. settle it, mm-hmm. you don't get married. Yeah, that's true. Because Candy said she was and not get, getting married yeah. without her prenup. Yeah, and it's just so and bad you have to... To go into, I mean, I don't. I, it's just so sad that but you, guys, have, to, you, you have, have to think that way. You have but to think about that, especially with the yeah. statistics, the divorce statistics. It's, it's yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is now, mm-hmm. but I remember at one, one point it was like fifty to sixty percent of marriages don't work. Mm-hmm. That's right. But, you know, that I think it's still late. It might saying. be higher nowadays. But see, that also goes back. You know, when you mentioned that, you know, we have to be careful who we procreate with. But we right. also have to be careful mm-hmm. who we marry. <laughs> exactly. True. <laughs> exactly. You have to be careful who you deal but with. But you know, period. sometimes you you you, you know? start talking to people and you talk to the representative and you don't know that you're talking to the representative because people don't show their true colors until way into it. And that's another right. thing. Like you know, you got to take your time because I know some people will mm-hmm. go and jump into a marriage three months into it because they think they found this. <laughs> yeah, soulmate. and that's just yeah. you know, that's some people crazy. a week into it or case me, and that's the problem. It's like sometimes I was talking to um. An author friend, K.L. Bevin, Belvin, and he was like, "What you need to do is deal with somebody through the seasons, because who they mm-hmm. are in the summertime may not be who they are in the wintertime, and it made a lot of sense." Right. Exactly. True. But here, you know? and then once you so see I, those red flags, don't just look past uh-huh. them. They're red flags for a reason, you know. And you, and, and you will look thing, past red you know, flags. Marriage, Mm -hmm. as much as, you know, I am a a huge proponent of it, you know, I also think that, you know, I believe in marriage. Says the married man, whatever, whatever. (laughs) I know. But but, 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 but for real. He's married. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. You you still, even a year and a half, I'm still getting to know him. You know what I mean? And there are things Mm -hmm. I didn't know Mm -hmm. a year that I know today that I didn't know a year and a half ago, personality, behaviors, that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. but you, you, you get into it and you hope that you know the best mm-hmm. and you make decisions right. based on the information that you have. Right. Yeah. But I'm still going to say, and no, you know, you didn't have to throw your marriage in there. I mean, you were just dying <laughs> to know, throw it in right? there. I mean, I just feel uh, like, you know. Like you got to throw reference mm-hmm. points. We don't need no reference. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But you know, as a as a married man. <laughs> oh my God! You know I'm done. I'm done. And hey, you know he put his ring up when he husband. said that, right? 
You, you know, we, we can't see him, but I'm quite sure he got his ring in the air right about now. You know, you know <laughs> get on my nerves. Oh. <laughs> so we're about okay. To we get off, it. You're I'm married. Keep, okay. I'm talking. Yes, thank you. But I just want everybody to know for those who joined us, thank you so much for joining us. But we're going to keep on going. And like I said, just come back into the link that you you hit online, and you can hear the rest of the show because I think the audio is going to go off in a few seconds. But we are going to get into our last topic in a few minutes. And thank you for joining us. But Jason Iris, we're still here, boo. So (laughs) (laughs) this is one. And the reason why I had to just elongate this show for for a few seconds, because this thing, baby, we're about to get messy, petty, and extra. (laughs) So on, on May 13th at the Apollo Theater in Harlem, Monique went off on Oprah Winfrey, Tyler Perry, and Lee Daniels going as far as saying they could suck her dick if she had one. <laughs> now, afterwards. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. See, I didn't even listen to it because I'm like, please. I, I, yes, no. baby. So, <laughs> afterwards, on her Periscope broadcast, Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship Podcast, Monique mm. went on to say, I am unapologetic for what I said to Oprah Winfrey, Lee Daniels, and Tyler Perry. Well, I got to scoop y'all. But first, (laughs) what do you think about what she said? I didn't listen to it because what is she mad about? Because somebody explained because I was like, I don't want to hear this crap. You know? Mm -hmm. So, so, So part of what she's mad about is the fact that she feels like she's been blackballed. And, yes. and and many and but that initially was by Lee Daniel. So now mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. It's, it's you know I still don't understand the Tyler reference. I was listening to the news well, the other day the, and the Oprah that, the uh, Oprah it, reference. Mm-hmm. Go go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so the Oprah reference was about uh-huh. Oprah bringing Oprah bringing onto her show. Mo- Monique was apparently molested by her brother. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Oprah, Oprah brought the family onto her show, and unbeknownst mm-hmm. to Monique, and Monique was very hurt by that. She was like, "Why did you do that? What was the point of all of that?" And so that's no, why see, I think with she's that, upset what, with it, what had happened was, and this was like seven years ago. What had happened was that uh, Oprah had uh, her brother, Monique's brother, the one who molested her. His name was Joe Imes. He contacted. Oprah to say he wanted to be on the show because he wanted to apologize to Monique, whatever case be, for everything that's going on. And that was right after she won the Academy Award. So Oprah, being her and Malik are friends, she reached out to Monique and she said, listen, your brother reached out to me. He wants to be on the show. But before I have him on, I just wanted to get your approval. So Monique said, you know, I don't know. He may be changed. Yeah, sure, you could have him on. So Oprah said, do you want to come on too? Monique said, nope. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that mess. I'm not coming. Mm-hmm. Let you do whatever you want to do. So she said after that, she had a long conversation with Oprah about, and they were talking to each other about, like, her parents, that she was estranged from her parents at the time, um, everything that she's going through with her mom and her dad. You know, Oprah was telling her some personal business about Oprah's family and everything like that, and especially because both of them were molested by family members. So they had, like, a real heart-to-heart. And at the end of the day, she felt like, okay, so you want to have my brother on. You came and you called. It was, you know, approved. Okay, fine. But then what had happened is at the time, 
she said that she was doing some show, her husband, she was doing her show, the Monique show, the talk show that she had, the late night talk show. And during a break, uh, Oprah show uh, showed, and not only was the brother there, so were Monique's parents. And Oprah hadn't told her that the parents were going to be on there because had she told, uh, told Monique, Monique would have told her, no, shut it down, because there were some things within her relationship with her parents that she didn't want to go public, and one of them being that her mother was, like, greedy for money. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. didn't want people to, to look at her mother differently. She said because after that show aired, a lot of people were walking up to her talking about your mother's a greedy bitch and all this other stuff, thinking it was okay. But she said, but at the end of the day, that's my mom, and she's my greedy bitch. You don't have a right to say that. Mm. So when she spoke to Oprah about it, Oprah said to her, and, you know, I don't know because I was there, but I'm just telling you all what it hurt. <laughs> this is everything that Monique said. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you all what Monique said. So Monique said that Oprah said to her afterwards that she didn't know that the parents were going to be on the show. So Monique felt like, hmm. I did my own talk show, and no matter who was coming on, there were never any surprises, you know, right. when it comes to somebody that's going to actually be sitting on a panel, and I have to ask them questions. There's not a surprise for that. But if there was like a surprise that it's your birthday and somebody's coming on to give you a cake, yeah, those surprises, yes. But for a full guest spot that's going to be on there for a whole hour and you're conversating with them, conversing with them, conversating is not a word, I'm sorry, and you're conversing with them, <laughs> <laughs> I catch myself. <laughs> I'm not home, just chilling. I forgot. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, y'all. Conversing. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you converse with them for an hour. You know, you know they're going to be on. So, so she I was, said that. I was watching. I don't mean to cut you mm-hmm. off, but I was watching. I was watching no, okay. Wendy Williams the other day. And she uh-huh. and she brought up the same she brought up the same topic and she was like well I'm no Oprah Winfrey but I know who's gonna be on my couch yes yeah you did and so that so she, she knew and so what she had knew. happened is that when she did ha- finally catch up to Oprah and they had a conversation when her brother uh, molested her and he came out publicly before he told her this was his apologies to Monique he said to Monique if I did something. That mm. hurt you. I'm sorry. Not I. I molested you. I touched you improperly. Anything else? If I did something to hurt you, I'm sorry. And she said this to Oprah. So at the time, they had like an Academy Award party. So it was a lot of the the black women together. So it was like Angela Bassett, uh, Oprah, Alfie Woodard. It was the Alfie Woodard Charles, uh, Monique. There was a couple of other people mm. there and everything like that. And she had a conversation with Oprah, and Oprah did the same thing to her. If I did something to offend you, I'm sorry. Not that wow. I was wrong. Not that I should have told you about your parents being on the show. Not anything else, but if I did something to offend you. And so fast forward to Precious. And the reason why she's mad at Lee Daniels and Tyler Perry and everybody else too. She was obligated to do promotions here in the United States domestically. When they saw that she did such a good job domestically, they wanted to start promoting the film overseas. So they asked, you know, she did everything she was supposed to do. Everything was in her contract. So they asked her, they said, "Uh, Monique, would you be willing to go overseas? We'll pay for you a hotel, you know, we'll pay for your ticket, everything like that. But they weren't talking compensation. 
They just wanted her to go out and do this with no compensation. So she said, no, I want to stay home with my family because I've been away from them for so long. And then she went on to say that, you know, she has a 25-year-old son that she wasn't in her life and they were estranged and they had so many things going wrong because he felt like she was never there for them. Now she has younger kids. She doesn't want to do the same thing and make the same mistakes because she's just starting to get a new relationship with her oldest son because of, you know. So it's like a whole bunch of stuff. She said, at the point, I didn't want to leave my family. So when she said no, they were like, well, what can we do to bring her on? They asked her husband. And, again, her husband is her manager, Sydney. So Mm -hmm. they asked Sydney, what can we do to get Oprah overseas? And he said, well, is there a dollar amount that I can tell her? So now that he brought money into it, they're making it seem like as if, oh, he's talking for her and he's just in it for the money and this, that, and the other, and it wasn't that. You asked for everything else, and she said no. So maybe if you put money on the table, she'll say yes. Anybody would. You know, why would I do something that's going to benefit you if I'm not getting anything out of it? Right. And that's just business. That has nothing to do with who she is as a person because I know me. I'm not going to go promote your book if I'm not getting paid for promoting your book. What am, right. I, what am mm-hmm. I getting out of that? You know, so it's and the same thing. So because of that, she became difficult, et cetera, et cetera. So that's her problem with Oprah, Lee, and Tyler. <laughs> but, I, but, 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 but here's the thing, and I can, and I can sum it up uh-huh. very quickly. I can understand you being upset. I can understand mm-hmm. you yeah. feeling like you've been blackballed. But but the mm-hmm. public was not the way to vent your frustration. You look you look you look stupid. No other way mm-hmm. around. You look completely stupid. And mm-hmm. you probably yeah. unless you do some independent stuff, you're probably not gonna work again. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I didn't watch it. I was like, I don't wanna see this. This is just like stupid. I don't have time to watch this crap. Cause I just didn't, you know. I mean, I'm not saying I I, I watch some some stupid stuff, but I'm like I'm not doing this today, okay? Because Monique mm-hmm. is not one of my favorite people anyway, okay? I'm right. just gonna go ahead mm-hmm. and say it. She's just really not. So I was like, what what is she mad uh-huh. about now? You know. So I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know. But um, mm. yeah. So I was like, I'm not I'm not doing this today. You know, maybe one day if I was bored, okay. one day when I'm bored, I may just go ahead and do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. But you know, like a lot of people were saying that she could, like you said, like some people said that she was, uh huh, she committed like career suicide. And she was like, why did I commit suicide? Because I told the truth. Do you think that she told the truth, or do you think she there was like an ulterior motive to it? I think she may Mm -hmm. have told her truth, her truth, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't. Mm -hmm. It there's a time and place for everything. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And Paris and and Periscope and the Apollo were not the place. Exactly. Mm You know, if you feel as though you want to tell your truth, well, say it with some sense. How about that? Right. You know, because nobody's yeah. really going to pay attention to you. It's like, look at her acting like a fool, and nobody's going to pay attention to you or pay any attention to you. You know, because like you we, said, like we, we were saying we the way to do things. We were sympathetic when it first came out that she was being blackballed. We were sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Now we've lost all. Now, and I can't speak for everyone. I've lost all respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. You uh, better, you better, Monique. Yeah, but like yeah. you said, she's I probably not going to work yeah. again. I wouldn't work with her if I was mm-hmm. in Hollywood. I wouldn't work with her. Right? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. I don't want you. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. The moment well, she, something she doesn't go your thing. way, 
the moment something uh-huh. doesn't go your, your way, you on social media blasting us, cursing us out, right. calling us all kinds of names, telling us to suck your d- mm-hmm. Come on now. Right. Come on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so she was Come offended on, because I think Cheryl Underwood was on the talk. Well, you know, she's part of the talk, and she said to her, you know, she's just concerned about her friend now because she doesn't feel like as if um, she should have said what she said or however she said it, and then she was like, as far as referring to her husband, don't be a Billy Badass on my account. Meaning like he right. came in, you know, requesting all this stuff on her behalf. But then the thing is also, was he wrong to request these things on her behalf if he's her manager? And I'm just you like, know, my, that's, my, that's, my, my, mm-hmm. my initial thought was, is she, is she unraveling? At what at what point do you, where are your people? To tell you that okay, this isn't this isn't this isn't kosher. Don't don't do this. Right. This is not the place for this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But you know, you, you can. Know. You He's can, her manager. Um, he couldn't can, tell her not to do that. Right. You can take people out the hood, but you can't take the hood out of people. I'm for it's real. True. I mean, it's and, a time and a place to be hood. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a time and, and a place even, to be hood. Yeah, and even if you look at the um, broadcast, and it's on play. It I think. P-L-A-Y mm-hmm. And it's um, the name of the show is Monique and Sydney's. Let me look. I, I know I have it someplace. Uh, Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship Podcast. So <laughs> if you look for it, <laughs> it was just released this Why week. Why is it called Open Relationship Podcast? Huh? Oh, I'm going to get into that. Why is it called Open Relationship Podcast? I'm going to get into that in two seconds, two seconds. But <laughs> y'all go on there if you want to hear why she felt the way she felt and why she's unapologetic. And honestly, it's her and Sydney sitting and discussing everything. And a lot of people gave her slack even for the podcast because they felt like as if Sydney was pulling her strings during the podcast as well. So I watched. I enjoyed, you know, I, I like messy. So <laughs> I like messy, I like petty, I like extra. So I watch. I mean, you know, I do because, you know, I, enjoy. I, I do too. Because I, I enjoy yeah. it I can be petty, messy, and extra. But I, that was, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know. So, because you know, it's an art. To, to answer your question. It's an art mm-hmm. to being extra petty and messy. It's an art to you. We, we work true. hard at doing that. And when she comes right. here and mess it up and not doing it right, <laughs> <laughs> we look. We all lose credibility. Right there, okay, you go. There one. you go. <laughs> Thank you. That's the best way to put it. Like forty-five. You know, it all away. We can do whatever we want to do here. You go mess up politics for us. No. Right. <laughs> you know. Mm-mm. Come on. It's true, but it's so Mm-mm-mm. what happened is her and Sydney have been married for about, what she said, over a decade, I think like 10, 11 years, and he was her high school sweetheart. So this is her third marriage, and she said going into this one, she wanted to learn from her mistakes and do something different. So she, her words, she asked to have an open marriage. It wasn't his idea. It was her. Lie. She lied. <laughs> <laughs> She is lying. Well, go ahead. Mm-hmm. You're lying, Monique. You're lying. Okay. So, uh-huh. well, 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 you know, go on, Iris. Why do you think she's lying? First of all, 
She did not go in uh, there and ask for no open relationship. He probably she wanted him, and he probably said, "Look, I'm not ready for this. I want you. Know, I still want to date in her." Huh? He like this is what I do. This is what I'm into. right. There you go. You either want it or you don't, and she took it. Okay. All right. Mm. There you go. You can tell me. You can say what you want to say on that. She lying. And, and she, she said that she was on um, Andy Cohen when she said it. She was like, um, and people might think that you know he's a good looking guy. I'm a fat girl, and I just went along with it. She said no, but it was all me. I was um, lying at the top of her game Mm-mm. at the time, and she said that she she just wanted she wanted it all. Mm. Okay. Well, she got it. Well, she you got it all. You don't. You don't think it's okay, possible for go. a woman to want an open relationship? I don't think Say that again. Huh? Want open relationship. Say that again. I, said, I really you, don't. You don't think it's possible for a woman to want open relationship? Oh, I absolutely do, and I know lots of women who are in. Mm-hmm. There's a whole subculture. There's a whole subculture mm-hmm. of that, and, and I respect it. It's not for me, but I respect. Mm-hmm. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is that I was in a, I was in a, every single relationship I was in so far has been an open relationship. I just didn't know it. So, I was giving it up. Ah, you know, he forgot to tell me. But I've been in a lot of open relationships. I just didn't know. So, my thing is, if you want to open relationships. My thing don't is, if you want to open a relationship, I'm not the one for you. Yeah. God. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I'm not. You yeah, know. I'm not in. It, uh, yeah. If you if you want to open a relationship, I'm not the one for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not. Why get married? Why bother? Why? Please. No. It's true. Mm-mm. No. But I mean, do you do you believe in that? You know, there's just like one man for everybody or one woman for everybody, and you're supposed to just stay with that same thing forever. You know, like um, I was speaking to a friend of mine, and he was like, the reason behind cheating is has nothing to do with anybody else. It's just that some people like variety. So when it well, comes to yeah, that, well, do you think that those people like for? Mm-hmm. If you like variety, that they like variety. Then, exactly. But my thing, if you like variety, okay. then don't get in a relationship. Then there's nothing wrong with liking variety mm-hmm. if that you know if that's your thing. But don't get in a relationship. Don't do it. Just leave it alone. You know. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Because I feel when if I'm with you, you are if I if, if we're together, you are who I want to be with. That's the way my feelings work. Okay. And I don't want to be mm-hmm. with anybody else. I want to be with you because that's why I am exclusive with you because you are the one that I want to mm-hmm. be with. Okay? So I don't need to be with Ed sure. and everybody else because if I'm in a relationship with you, then that's what I want. I want me and you. Mm-hmm. I want everybody else in it and you dealing with everybody else. If you have to do and that, I, then I'm just not the one for you. And I hate to see people sure. justify infidelity but you know mm-hmm. because because of their inability to commit, and that's right. what exactly. Yeah. Down to. exactly, exactly. You know, that's all men, crazy. And I all, mean, like, all men cheat, yeah. or you know, right? Exactly. Yeah. Come no. on, no, all of all of us don't. Exactly, I hate that. And I, 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 and I mean, with that. Yeah, Mm-mm. and it's like as a woman, I mean, cool. like I've I've been in long term relationships, and I felt you know like it it was times where people that I were attracted to came along, but I didn't go there, 
And I mean, you know, they say, well, is flirting cheating or is a lunch date cheating or whatever the case may be? Yeah, it may have been cheating if I was with them for the purpose of me wanting to get with them. But it's just like sometimes you just enjoy somebody's company or you like the attention, et cetera, et cetera. But it's, it was always made clear, like, listen, boo, I don't give a fuck where we're going. I don't care what we're doing. It's not going any further than this, that what we're doing right now. I have a man. I'm happy with him, I love him, and I'm not going anywhere, you know? And this is not going anywhere, not a touch-up, not a feel-up, not a kiss, not nothing. If you want to have lunch, let's go have lunch. You know, there's things, you know, we could have a platonic friendship, but I don't care how many times you come at me, how many ways you, you say what you're going to say, it's not going to happen. So, right. I mean, but, you know, when it comes down you to gotta, it, mm-hmm. But if you know that person wants more from you than a friendship, then why I'm not why to me I'm not even going to go out to lunch with you because that's not fair to my mate and that's not fair to me because I know that person wants you more know than why a, than a friendship because with these me. are people that that have been in your life for a minute so these are like friends of mine who I've dealt with mm-hmm. my whole life you understand what I'm saying like I've mm-hmm. known them since childhood but and are they trying like to be I've romantic though. With them. some of them yes but at the end of the day they know how I am and the thing is too I'm very very mm-hmm. honest. So if I'm going to mm-hmm. lunch, best believe he knows where the hell I am and he knows who I'm with. And we also yeah, have to realize that saying? everyone doesn't mm-hmm. respect your commitment. Right. Exactly. You know, no, you, you just have to you just have to be careful about this whole. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm not big on this lunch thing with folks that I know want some want something else. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, it, it, you know it wasn't brought up till a damn lunch, but you know I went to lunch because I'm a fat bitch and I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he's paying, and I'm like, yes, boo. All right, that's why. You, come on now. Y'all know you tell me food, I'm there. <laughs> you know the way to my that's heart. No play. <laughs> <laughs> After we eat lunch, so lock so the number. You, you know, so when, we, when he got my little plus size figure in the chair, I'm sitting there greased up on my little french fries and hamburger, whatever the case may be. <laughs> then you hit me with that crap, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, we can't hang anymore. But, you know, sometimes it's just that you think that these are friends and they don't mean anything by it, and it's just like, oh, let's go hang. And you go hang, and then something else comes of it. But, yes, you do have to put a stop to it. Like, I'm not going to continuously go see you, and I'm not going to continuously go to lunch and do all this stuff because, you know what, um, familiar, you know, that familiarity turns into something else after a while. When you have some people mm-hmm. around you and they start telling you all this good stuff, they wear you down. And as strong as you can be, things happen. Things happen. And I don't ever yeah. want to put my situa- myself in a situation where it's going to happen and I have regrets and I have to come back to the one that I really do love and the one that I really do want to spend the rest of my life with and say, ugh, I made this mistake. Right. Right. You know, so yeah. it's all about choices. But open marriage yeah, I, and open relationships, um, mm-mm. I mean, I, like I said, I, I was in them and didn't know. But... <laughs> 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 But That's the big difference right there. And going with it, no, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no, nah, because I'm jealous. I'm not doing that. And I gotta cut somebody. No, we <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> we ain't gonna have that, you know. Yeah. And you know, getting back to Monique for one quick second, I had saw too that she was saying that um with Tyler Perry, her issue with him was that she had just did the movie Almost Christmas. So after the whole black ball thing, she had did, remember she did her independent with her husband called Blackbird, 
which I didn't hear anything else about it. I think Isaiah Washington was in it. But um, that came out and went straight to, I don't even know where, where I don't even know if it's on DVD, but it's out there somewhere, Blackbird. And <laughs> that was her little pet project. And I heard the movie was actually pretty good, but I didn't hear any, you know, like it didn't go any place. And I think it's all because of everything that's happening, her attitude towards people, how she's been treating people, how she's been treating the academy, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like it's just been all downhill. But she did get a um, part in Almost Christmas by uh, David E. Talbert. And once the film was over, David um, and Sydney are actually good friends, Monique's husband. And he said that Tyler had approached him and said, how was it working with Monique? Because she's difficult to work with. And David Talbert was like, well, she was a delight. You know, she was a pleasure to work with. She's very professional, et cetera, et cetera. And once he said that to Tyler, Tyler said, well, I didn't work directly with her, but that's what I heard. You know, mm. and so for Monique, she's like, well, if this is what you're telling this black man, Imagine what you're going and saying to everybody else out there. You know, how can you talk about I'm difficult to work with if you never work with me directly? And what makes me difficult? The fact that I didn't want to do something that I wasn't going to get paid for? You know, the fact that I wanted to stay home and put my family first because I, I already did everything that you asked me to do in my contract and I met every single obligation I was supposed to meet, and then you wanted me to go above and beyond what I had a you know, originally put into my contract and for nothing extra. And I chose not to do that. So now is that why I'm being difficult? You know, so she just feels like, you know, she just feels like she was standing her ground. So do you think that she was right when you hear something like that, that, you know, standing her conviction is the right thing, or should she really just come out and apologize for her behavior? So far. My opinion, my opinion hasn't changed. It's There's a time okay. and place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It has a time and place. It hasn't. And I think at that all. Thing, I think I think it was tacky. Exactly. Uh-huh. It, yeah, it, it was tacky. It was trifling. You know, and I, under, yeah. I understand that. You know, you know, none of us have the the stage that she has, but at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, even if I had that stage. And I had a beef with someone. I wouldn't. I, I don't think I'd use that. You know, it's still. It's still about professionalism. Yeah. I can't go. I can't go on my job. I mean, I can. You wouldn't have it, but yeah, go ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? I can't. I can't have an issue with my boss. And then go on social media talking about I hate my boss, blah 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 blah, and expect that I'm going to go into work today and the next day and have my job. Yes, it's the same thing as how we feel about forty five. I can't sit there and laugh and joke with somebody who voted for him. That's right. She pulled you know, a forty five move. It doesn't work both ways, huh? She pulled a forty five. No, she didn't vote for forty five. I'm just saying, like, it's just like how we feel no, about no. those who voted I'm, for forty five when we saying, go to our jobs. Saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm saying she pulled mm-hmm. a forty five move. That's some shit Trump would have done. She did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> <laughs> she sure did. You know, it's like I understand that she's a comedian. And I understand that you're upset, and I understand that you feel certain ways and stuff like that. 
but to keep ranting and raving about it the way that you're doing is the wrong way to go. You know, you got to, sometimes you got to rise above the bullshit and you got to hit them with kindness and you got to do to them what they're doing to you. You know, they're not going to the blogs and they're not going on Periscope and they're not doing all these other things to blackball you. They're doing things behind the scenes. So you know what? You keep behind the scenes too and you just rebuild yourself the way that you need to. And all of the antics and everything like that that she's doing now, like I understand where it's coming from, trust me, because when I'm hurt, (laughs) <laughs> when I'm hurt, please, everybody know about it, you know, so <laughs> trust, she I might, get she it, might wanna, I get it, Monique, she might wanna, she might, I'm on your side. She might want to start but, her a Kyla Perry studio before she start doing all that. Okay, go yeah. get your ass down, Monique, okay, go sit down soon. Uh, like I said, I'm just, you know, <laughs> just doing too much. <laughs> Too much, okay? Gave a, gave a bad name to Messy, Petty, and Extra, okay? We don't do it like that, okay? That's not how we do it. And like Jason said, it, took a, it takes away our credibility, you know? I mean, I'm mad about that, okay? <laughs> I was just bad. <laughs> ah! <laughs> but I will. This has been so much fun. <laughs> I just want to thank y'all for coming on here and being petty, messy, and extra with me. This was, like, so incredibly fun. <laughs> well, we had a good time, and I will say that thank you. Uh, I wasn't the first person to curse. It was Jason. <laughs> <laughs> But Jason, Iris, thank y'all so much for joining us. And to our listeners, I'm sorry we cut off, and I hope that y'all come back and listen to the end of the show because, oof, y'all missing stuff. But thank you for joining us for another (laughs) segment of the My Big Girl Patty Show, and I hope you gained some insight on some really hot topics. So tell a friend and tell a friend to tune into the archive and take a listen. And on another note, Check out my new series on the Lit-ish. That's www.litish.com, and it's called On the Plus Side, and we're showcasing plus-size individuals making big moves in the literary and entertainment industries, also fashion. And On the Plus Side is part of my Big Body Drop movement. We look to change the world's view on the plus-size population and their accomplishments. And... I'm sorry, I can't even talk anymore because I'm <laughs> <laughs> laughing and, and going through <laughs> what we just now discussed, and I just can't get off my mind. So excuse my language right now. It's a little bit off. It's a little bit off. But, you know, to be featured on a plus side or any of my radio shows, please inbox me or send an email to bigbodiesrock at gmail.com, and that's B-I-G-B-O-D-Y-S, rock at gmail.com. And my new mantra for 2017 is to know yourself and love yourself, be the best you you can be, and everything else will fall into place. And if you feel if no one else loves you, know that I love you. I'm Michelle Bubadi Catino, and you are tuned into the My Big Girl Panty Show with Jason M. Green and Iris Brown and Michelle Bubadi Catino. And until next time, hope you all have an incredible Sunday family. Enjoy. Thanks again, love. All right. Thank have you. a good one. Bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. Take care.